The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by four Dallas Cowboys players, Barry Church and Danny McRae. Gentlemen. Cowboys getting ready to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, the Bengals have the third worst record in the league. They would draft third. The Cowboys would draft fifth. They meet in the Queen City of Cincinnati on Sunday. <laughs> How are we feeling about this game so far? Church? Ah, oh, man. I, you know, this game, this game coming up against Cincinnati, I think we might actually win, man. I think we might actually win. Don't, don't confuse that with me <laughs> Kool-Aid, all right? That's not, that's not me con- being back on the Kool-Aid or anything like that. I just feel like we have a good, better chance of winning this game than any other game. So I'm going to have to ride with Cowboys, but we'll do our predictions later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I think this is the time where you start to see guys pop up on the injury report who are really not hurt, and they start packing it in a little bit. And I say that just because you know I see Zeke. I see Zeke is the first, the first, uh, the victim of the injury report. So we'll go through the rest of the week and see see how it plays out. But this is that time to where you start planning for Vegas and planning for vacation and start seeing the family when you know you're pretty much out of there. So. I'm not sure uh, how high our chances are to beat the Bengals. All right, the Cowboys are in their final four games of the season. This is the final quarter. This is the push in December. In the past, we used to talk about how the Cowboys would have some tough times in December. Um, Right now, as far as this December goes, it's really not going to be much to remember because while the Cowboys are technically still in the race for the NFC Championship, it does not feel like it. It feels like Baltimore was the the end of the run, as Barry Church said. He was done drinking the Kool-Aid. So let us ask this question here on the players' lines. Let's get right to it. Which players need to be in their final four games in a Dallas Cowboys uniform? If you were management, which players would you be looking at saying, you know what? We're going to have to say goodbye to this player and move on from them after the season. Who'd like to go first? If you want me to go first, I got my list. I'm ready to go. I would love well, to hear Nui's take. I would love to hear Nui's take. I want, to, I want to see how you Perfect. go about this. Okay. All right. Uh, my first hey, wait, 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 Nui. Wait, wait, Nui, Nui, Nui. Hold on, hold on. Look, I'm going to hold this up for the camera just so everybody knows. I'm not going to have my names out, but I got my list because I, I don't want nobody to think that I saw your list. And then I started changing it up. All right, I don't want I don't want that to happen. Church, I hope you got yours already written down. I don't want to see no pins over there. You scratching names out, you know, you know. So you could, they're okay. All right, all right, all right. No, go ahead, go ahead. I want to make sure all right, we all, all right. on the same page. Yes, uh, Tyrone Crawford made nine million dollars this year. He's an unrestricted free agent. The Cowboys need to just go ahead and move on and say thank you. Um, the past two and a half years have just it's not been there. So Tyrone Crawford is is off the list. The Cowboys defensive line to me has to be the first thing that they address um, in terms of improving it. So Tyrone Crawford would not be back on the football team. Um, Chris Jones, the punter. Chris Jones, his last two seasons have not been good. Um, he's been injured. The punting and special teams unit have not been good at all. Chris Jones had a great run, but like anything, it comes a point in time where we got to say goodbye. So punter Chris Jones will be gone. Uh, Xavier Woods, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. 
the Cowboys need to rebuild this defensive secondary along with that defensive line. Uh, I thought the game in Baltimore pretty much told us all we need to know. Um, you know, thank you very much. I think the Cowboys were hoping that, that he could become a, a, a difference maker. He has not. Um, I don't necessarily put it all on Woods. I mean, when you're sitting around here drafting dudes in the fifth and sixth round, um, you can only expect so much, but they need to move on from him. Uh, Sean Lee. Sean Lee has been a warrior his time here, but Sean Lee, uh, they, they need to stop it. Um, just say, say thank you, Sean. <laughs> maybe they want to offer him a spot in the organization somewhere, but, you know, I'm sorry. You got too many questions at linebacker between Jalen and Leighton Van Der Esch. You don't need a third question with Sean Lee. Um, Cheeto Awuzie at the corner spot. You drafted Cheeto in the second round. You hoped he could be a player. Uh, this was the year. If he was going to show you something, it was going to be in a money year. He was hurt. Um, he's just a guy. He's a jag. You can go find another guy, and you can get a, a, a Cheeto for a lot cheaper price than what you're paying here. Uh, Darren Thompson, unrestricted free agent. Oh, you got a lot of guys on your list. We got the whole squad. <laughs> you got the whole team. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Darian. Uh, we appreciate your efforts, but... You know, no, nah, move on along. Uh, Greg Zerlon, the kicker, uh, they can get out of this contract and not have to pay him over $2 million next year. Uh, the cap charge would be $660,000. So go ahead and, and, and th thank him for his service. Um, call Kai Forbath back, say, man, we're sorry. Uh, can we get you back on that million-dollar deal? Um, but but you, you go right there. Um, so these are guys that I'm just sitting here looking at, and I'm just saying, uh, um, you know, Thank you, but but we need to we need to move on the way. Uh, also, I'd be looking at at, at Cam Irving, the swing tackle. You know, he was only on a one year deal anyway. But but if you can't play, um, no, you're not doing me any good. Uh, the Cowboys, in my opinion, need to seriously think about in this draft uh, taking the tackle in the one of the first three rounds uh, or first four rounds. And I say that because as much as I am a Tyron Smith fan, and Tyron Smith has Hall of Fame credentials and he's an All Decade player. We know he's been missing games the past uh, four years, and this year, you know, Tyron played that first game, and, and, and he's been out. Um, then when you've got uh, Lyle Collins, who you've also invested heavily in, and, and these are guys that you just can't cut because of the salary cap, you need to get a swing tackle because you cannot just sit up here and say that both of these gentlemen are going to play 16 games. So you need to use some capital at that position to go get a guy who can do it and not try to run around here with, with you know, Cam Irving, Cam Fleming, these dudes who can't get it done. So uh, that, that's where you got to go there. So that's, that's my list of guys who need to be in their final four games with the Dallas Cowboys as you turn this thing over. Oh, I love it, Dewey. Hey, say it with your chest, man. <laughs> my boy came out strong. Off. Came out strong. I like it though, man. You, you and me both got a lot of a lot of similarities in our list, man. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and rattle off a few myself, if you guys don't mind. Um, number one on my list, man. Number one on my list, and this is my boy. I mean, I've been teammates with this guy for seven years when I was with the Cowboys. I mean, or no, six years when I was with the Cowboys, but. I mean, it's his time, and that's and that's Tyrone Crawford, man. I mean, you already said it, Nui, but you know, not to pile too much on him because you pretty much said what, what I was I was get ready to say about him. But he's just making too much money, man. Ten million dollars um, this season, and he he didn't even record a single stat 
last week against Baltimore. No tackles, no sacks. I don't even think he had a quarterback pressure. And when you're going, when you're getting that much money from an organization, there's expectations that come along with that. Now, if he was making, you know, maybe two or three mil, I don't think he would be on this list. But the expectations of a guy making 10 million, you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to produce. And that's just something that we haven't seen from Tyron Crawford lately. I mean, yeah, I understand he's one of the leaders in the locker room and he's kind of that guy in that defensive line room that everybody kind of respects and, and brings along with him. But he, he just, you know, leadership alone isn't worth $10 million. I'm sorry. So he's going to have he's going to have to go after this year. I mean, like I said, as my boy, as my teammate, but he's just making too much money and he's not producing enough. Next on my list, I would have to go to Awuzie. I mean, look, this is a guy that he just hasn't developed in his time here with the Cowboys. They thought he was going to be that guy. They thought he was going to be that number two corner. And over these last two years, he's been getting picked on. I mean, 50-50 jump balls. Guys have been mossing him. Guys have been beating him deep. And when he came back from injury with that hamstring, maybe a little bit too early, but he was on the field. He looked like he was carrying cinder blocks with him while he was running. He wasn't able to keep up with anybody. <laughs> and as a corner in the National Football League, you, you can't have that. You can't have that. Guys are too good out here. You got to have a guy that can shut down on the other side. And he just wasn't that this year. So I'm sorry, but, you know, he might have to find free agency. and might have to find a one-year deal somewhere else to kind of get going with the rest of his career. Now, this, one's, this one might be a little bit of a surprise to you guys, but I also got Alden Smith on my list. Now, look, I know he, he came out early in the season, and he was, he was on fire. Everybody was like, oh, Alden Smith, man, he, he, you know, he's been five years off, but it looked like he only missed five games. This guy's out here. He's, he's legit. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I was on that Kool-Aid train as well. But... After those first three, three or four games, I mean, we've rarely heard from Alden Smith. I mean, he's he's been on the field in kind of a kind of a Tyron Crawford esque season after the, after those first three games. I mean, he's on the field, but he's not making plays. He's not generating stats out there. And as a premier rusher, if he hits the premier, if he hits the market, he's going to be a lot more than we're willing to pay him. So I think we let him go. I don't think we swallowed a bullet and, and signed him back or anything like that because I think his production hit the ceiling after those first three games. And if you saw after that, he's gone downhill consistently after that. And that brings me to third on my list. Gotta go Woods, man. I mean, just, just, it's just been downhill since he made those comments about not all the time we're hustling and all that stuff. You, you can't make those comments. And as a safety back there, right. this, defense needs, this defense needs a leader. This defense needs someone in the back end that can control the secondary, get them all on the same page, making sure everything is communicated out there. And I just don't think he's that guy. I don't know if he's young or if the, the system, he didn't really get the system like that. But as a free safety in the back end, you got to be the quarterback of the defense, especially the secondary. And there was just too many lapses out there. We've just seen too many busted coverages. And I'm saying they're all his fault, but as a leader back in there in the secondary, you got to be the quarterback and you got to make sure everybody's on the same page. And he just hasn't been able to do that with his tenure here in Dallas. So hopefully he'll be able to pick his game up somewhere else, but I don't believe it's going to be in Dallas. And lastly, I put my boy, Mr. Swipe, J clear eye views, Jalen Smith <laughs> on my list. And look, I, and look, I know I'm not only reason he's on this list is because I'm not sure if we if we designate him as a June 1st cut, I'm not sure if he counts that much against the cap. But if that is true, if we can make him a, a designated June 1st cut and we don't have any cap penalty, then he got to go, man. Look, I mean, look, this, this guy, I mean, he, he just has been in decline since 2018. He, he seems to be flying all over the field, but it's in the wrong direction. I mean, he just seems like a chicken with his head cut off out there just running around. So for me, I mean, look, he's a good dude off the field, but we, we need more. We need more. And plus, another that's another guy with the expectations with money. I mean, when you're making whatever he's making, I think he's making nine or ten a year. You got to match that on the field. And we just haven't seen it. We haven't seen the splash plays. So. My boy Jalen, you made Nostradamus, a.k.a. Church's list of the Cowboys who will be gone next year. Goodness, y'all. Listen, okay. I, what, what 
What's left for me? Goodness, y'all, y'all went hard. <laughs> y'all went hard. So I guess I'm gonna just have to reiterate a couple of y'all's. Um, of course, you know, Nui sent that text message yesterday with with uh, in the DM about how much Crawford was making. So he has to be number one on the list. <laughs> he had to. He has to be number one on the list. He has to be number one on one. Number one on the list. If, only if it's just because of how much money he's making versus the production, right? I, like, yeah, I don't. Th- this one doesn't have anything to do with Nolan. As much as I want to blame it on him, I don't think this has anything to do with Nolan. I think it just has to do with the decline and and his ability to play the defensive line position. Uh, so you know, uh, they got they got to get out of there and save that because they need some money. One, if they plan on getting Dak back in the building to be their starting quarterback next year, so get 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 my guy Crawford out of there. I love him. I played with him, but you know the the, the old guard. Sometimes you got to get out of there. And that leads me into what Nui said with my guy 50. I talked about this earlier in the, uh, in, the, in the year when they were saying that Sean Lee was the guy who was coming in here giving all the speeches and being the leader of the team and all that stuff. He's not even a starter on, on, on the roster. He was he was out. He had surgery. And this is the guy you're looking to to be the leader on the field by sitting on the sideline and, and, and trying to coach people up. I think. I, I, I won't say it uh, in a sense to where it's just like Witten as far as holding people back, but he they have to make room for somebody else to become the true leader in that uh, defensive locker room. And with Sean Leader, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, you know, great career. Uh, maybe he can go out there to, to Oakland with, uh, I mean, to uh, Vegas with Basachi and them, you know, and, and reconnect with Witten, but he has to get out of there. Uh, and, and I know that we can't get rid of this guy just based off the money, but if there's any way for us to move him and get something for him, I would say it's Tyron Smith. I mean, this is Ooh. if you talk about not if you talk about not being dependable to uh, you know for, for your offensive line and for your offense to be out there and like like you handicap the team when you practice all week or get ready all off season and then they have to you know prepare this backup guy because you haven't been able to be out there. And he's making a ton of money. I think his contract doesn't isn't up to 2024. So if you if there's a way for you to find a way to move on from him, uh, you know, and, and save a little bread and, and get you another tackle in there because you're going to be picking high this year. Get you another tackle in there, like Nui said, to shore up this offensive line. Then I would say you should get that done. My guy, Greg Zerline. Oh my goodness! Listen, get him out of here. <laughs> get him out. Get him out. Simple it, as it, that, it, huh? It, it didn't. It didn't make it one. It did, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense for you to bring him in. Like you had a serviceable, serviceable guy back there already, and you decided to let him go and then pay another guy seven million dollars to come over here and what you call him, church? Hook him left. Hook him left. Hook him left like, man. What, what, what are we talking about? He went from Legatron to Hook him left. Makes absolutely <laughs> no sense to me. And and I will say this. I'm a little. I, I think differently uh, than you guys on this Xavier Woods thing. For his for his lack of production and his decline, I have to blame it on Nolan. Last year we looked at this guy and we saw that he had the potential to be some type of good player. Maybe not a superstar, but he was going to be a serviceable safety in the NFL. And Within 10, 11 months, he has become absolute 180 degree of what we thought that he was going to be. And if you look at this entire defense and this entire secondary and what we thought they were going to do this year, and how they've all declined, because we weren't blind last year. When we, what we saw, we thought these guys were going to be able to improve from where they were. 
and they've declined. All of them across the board have declined from where they were. So I have to put a lot of this on the defensive coaching staff and specifically the defensive back coaches. So I don't think he's that bad. I think you bring another leader at safety in here and you let him be, you know, play, you know, play second. And uh, I, I think he'll be serviceable still. All right. Um, so so that's where we're at there. Uh, I'm, I wanted to respond to a couple a couple names that you guys brought up here and why I didn't even touch them. And also, Stephen Jones had some pretty interesting comments about Dak Prescott and a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Let's dive into that next on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players Lounge. All right, Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Dewey Scruggs along with former Dallas Cowboys players Barry Church and Danny McCray. Hey, uh, AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G. Available in stadium and for home use, download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the stadium tag. All right, um, we were just talking about in the first segment, uh, players we think should be in their final four games with the Cowboys, okay, as they enter this final uh four games of the season. Now, Barry, you brought up Jalen Smith, and here's one reason why I'll push back on you there. Okay. It will cost you $9.4 million to not have Jalen on the team next year. Even if it's so a, a post-June cut? 
Well, you can split it up if you do it post June. So you can split it up that you basically want to go, you know, f- five million one year and basically five million the next. But that's but you're that's still what it would yeah, cost yeah. but it's. So, yeah, it's, it's still too much money. I, you know, he would have to stay there. I mean, that's still too to me. That's still too much dead money for uh, to to cut him with. I mean, really, right? So, have so to that's stay, I guess. So so money. That that's what it, for, for, so for me, money becomes that issue. The Cowboys push a lot yeah. of money on guys into next year because they're trying to get under the cap. Go back to Tyron Smith here, which you brought up, Danny. It would cost you fourteen million dollars in dead money to cut Tyron Smith in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty two, it's fifteen million dollars. So Tyron is basically Ooh. going to be here. You put yourself in a position that is kind of like borrowing against a credit card. The Cowboys kept pushing this money down the road, so it's going to cost you a lot. And that's why well, I would well, put any, up and I talked. Does he go ahead? Does he have any value out there? That's why I say is, is it a way to move on from or get yes. anything anything for for Tyron Smith? No. You know, no, not at all. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no we're talking about a too player. much injury history. You know, the, it's just horrible, man. And then they're going and Cowboys are gonna. I think the Cowboys are gonna want too much for him to trade him off. And I, you know, I don't think the teams are willing. They to, would be to give a guy too much for that injury history he has. They would be crazy, that, man. That, that, listen, that, that should be one of them NBA deals. Sign and cut. Just get the contract off of you because it, <laughs> it, 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 it is. And it's and listen, it's, it's it's not his play. It's not nothing against him. Like he can't control, you know, his back and his neck and all that stuff. Like he's just getting injured, and it's been going on for the last few years. So, like I said, it's it's, it's nothing against him personally. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy, and that is handicapping the team. And that started when against in the uh, in the Atlanta game when we saw Claymore come and get six sacks. That was the the most eye opening thing uh, for Tyrus Smith being out of the game that I've seen since I've been here. Well, and just go back to what you guys were both talking about here. So if you just both went, okay, and, and, and they took took your suggestion in terms of taking of, of releasing Jalen Smith and Tyron, uh, Tyron, you're talking about you know fifteen million dollars. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's I mean uh, twenty five million dollars. So basically, uh, and that's just you know twenty four million bucks. And that's just in a year where the salary cap is going to go down, um, you're basically just going to have to eat it for a year. Uh, I'll say this in Jalen's defense. Let me get another coordinator in here and then start to look at what do I really have? Because in my opinion, I don't think Mike Nolan did right by either player, Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, or even Sean Lee. I just don't think I just do not think these guys fit this system. I don't think that Leighton Van Der Esch is a middle linebacker. I think Leighton Van Der Esch is an outside linebacker. I don't want a guy with a neck problem in the middle. So mm-hmm. I just think there's so many issues with this defense that I look at a guy who's got a high number and say, you know what, I'll give him one more year. And then, by the way, the out time for the Cowboys on this deal is after the 2020, uh, 2021 season. You know, so that's really where, okay, how can you get out of this deal and, and it not kill your cap? It's going to be in 2020, uh, after the 2021 season. And then it's a $6 million hit. So you can say, okay, we'll cut it, do a post-June 1st cut, do $3 million one year, $3 million the next. That, that's a little bit more manageable. And you might have Dak Prescott already done, and then you can kind of maneuver some things a little bit, bit better when you start to look at that thing. Uh, it's kind of like with Greg Zerline here. Hey, you get rid of, you cut this guy after this year, you know, your dead cap hit is only going to be $666,000. You can make that work versus trying to pay this guy uh, $2.3 million the next year. So that was kind of just, yeah, a- you know, in terms of looking at why I kind of went the way I did with that and not, and not putting those guys on my list. Yeah, and I'll go back to the to the linebackers real quick. I, I never understood. Well, first of all, Mike Nolan's gone to begin with, but 
I never understood why they switched those guys up. Because I understand, you know, I, I get it. You know, Vander Esch, he's a bigger body, and you kind of want a bigger body banging in there. But he had those neck issues. And with and with Jalen Smith, he could have been in the middle linebacker because he doesn't move side to side well. And as a wheel linebacker, you got to be able to move well in space. And that's just something Jalen doesn't do. So I would have stuck Jalen right in that middle, made him between the tackle player, and he come downhill. That's exactly what he does best. And leave Vander Esch on the outside as a wheel because he can move side to side. He has some lateral movement ability. So I think Mike Nolan, you're right, Newey. I think he did a disservice to all three of those linebackers by switching those positions when he came in. And we might have seen a better a better uh, linebacker core if, if he hadn't did that. So I don't know, man. I, I guess we could give these guys one more year and then just see how it plans out after that. Church, you got, you got to be honest with yourself about, about what they were in last year and what they're in now. You got to remember that Marinelli... Uh, in, in front of those linebackers, they did a lot of stunts, a lot of a lot of pirates, a lot of a lot of games in front of them. So they didn't have to take on those blocks head on every every uh, every time that the, the ball true. was ran. So that, it was true. a lot of chasing side to side. When you got D Law and the defensive lineman going spiking into the A gap and B gap, then you got Vanderish and, and Jalen Smith running sideline to sideline, getting over the top. So that's why you saw a lot of that pursuit, and you saw those being saw those guys being able to run sideline to sideline because what was in front of them when they were playing D-line. Now, it's just guys two-gapping, and then you got to come you got to come meet the fullback or, or, or the offensive tackle head-to-head, and, and we're seeing them, you know, not, not do so well in those situations. McCray, yeah. let me jump That's on like, what you just said there. And, and also, and this is another defensive of, of the linebacking group in general. When your D-line is as bad as the Cowboys' D-line, especially up the middle, it's hard to be a good linebacker in this league. Uh, I was talking with... Uh, someone who coached the Ravens. And by the way, Mike Nolan used to be the Ravens defensive coordinator. And they spoke about how they always had to make sure they had some good guys at the front four to keep Ray Lewis free. And that Ray Lewis would basically, man, a guard could, you know, or, you know, a tackle could get on Ray Lewis and they could just push him around. And so, because, you know, Ray was, Ray wasn't that big of a player. He's a heck of a player. He's a Hall of Famer. But that was the thing. They had to try to keep it clean for Ray so he could get in there. Um, these linebackers haven't had it clean for two years. Okay. In my opinion, I don't think they've had it clean for two years right now. We look at their play. Some of it you can look at what's happened at the front four. That's why I would be lenient in terms of just saying, hey, look, I'll give one more year and let's see what we can do up front as an organization to get this front four a heck of a lot better. Because what they've got right now, I'm sorry, it's not working. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then we also got to take into account, I mean, they, they didn't have an offseason. They didn't have any type of OTAs, no type of captain's workouts. They had an abbreviated training camp and no preseason. So, I mean, I know those are all excuses. And, you know, a lot of the NFL teams had to go through the same yeah. thing. But I think we need to give these guys just, just one more. I the think yeah, you, you definitely knew it. You, you spoke me into, uh, into giving these guys one more. I was ready to get rid of Jalen with the quickness, but I guess <laughs> we should give him one yeah, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I get rid of Jalen, but I'm, I'm with you on the Alden Smith one, man, because one, we're known to overpay guys. And uh, the, yes. I, I can see that being one guy that they, they decide that they just going to overpay just because they saw some potential in the first few games and, and try to use that same excuse that you just used with no offseason. He was coming off, you know, five-year hiatus and all this other stuff. Don't overpay this guy. Move on. Go find you another uh, another guy to play that position. Or just invest in Re- Randy Gregory because we've seen him be, be able to play once he get in as long as you can, de- can depend on him, to, you know, to stay available for you. All right. Let me throw this out here on the Alden Smith thing. What if there's certain teams out there that look at an Alden Smith and say, you know, because of what happened in the past, we're probably going to hit the pause if they don't trust him. And then with the salary cap going down, we're going to see some massive discounts on some very good players. 
So the Cowboys could elect not to sign Alden Smith, and they may be able to go get themselves another guy, um, you know, who, who could turn out to be a good player who fits in here, who another team says, you know what, we don't want to pay that guy. It didn't work out with Everson Griffin, but it worked out uh, the year before with Robert Quinn. So the Cowboys could find themselves, you know, and, and then they got Alden Smith. So the Cowboys could find themselves in the market for another discounted defensive end. Right now, they've got the fifth pick in the draft. So maybe a, a top defensive end player is there or a top defensive tackle player is there. So I think that you may be able to get him back at a good rate because, you know, there's going to be this is going to be dollar general prices out here for some really good players this offseason because with but, the cap uh, the way it is, man, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. Would you would you want him back, Nui? Even if at a at a at a discounted rate, at a discounted rate, would you want him back? Has he shown that much that he he's earned the right to come back? Um, once again, I'll say this: Tell me who my coordinator is, and and that's the okay. conversation I would like to have with my guy. If my my coordinator okay. said, "Hey, look, let let's you know here, here's our free eight, you know you just bring in the coordinator and 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 like anything, you run through the roster. What do you think about this player? Who's available? This is what the draft looks like." And I would say make a make a decision there. Alden Smith may may decide he doesn't want to be here, especially if they change the, the, the scheme to straight four three, and he decides, you know, I don't want to go with my hand down. So, you know, that's another thing there. We talk about some of these guys who are unrestricted free agents as though they want to come back. Maybe they don't want to be back. You know, maybe Cheeto, <laughs> that's true. maybe Cheeto Woozy, maybe Cheeto Woozy says, you know, man, I had enough of this. I, I don't want to be on this. This defense ain't no good. Um, I want to go somewhere else. You know, same thing with Xavier Woods, some other guy. I mean, there's gonna be guys. Jordan Lewis could say the same thing. There's some guys who might decide I'll- I don't want to be in Dallas anymore. So I will say you know, this. It, it goes both I will ways. say this. I will say this. A bit of advice to all those young DBs and young guys coming up in free agents. <laughs> <laughs> there is no know. other organization out there like the Dallas Cowboys as far as money on the field and off the field. I, I promise you, the grass is not always greener. So put all that into account when you're making your choice in free agency. Just don't go chasing the money. Listen, but hey, that's just an old then, man. That's just an old man giving advice. And, and, let, and let, let me wrap up this Alden Smith thing, all right? Because listen, if it's one position on the field, actually one player right now that I will not allow Mike Nolan to be uh, put the blame on, it's Alden Smith to me. Like when I when I talked about Demarcus Lawrence, it was, hey man, the dude is not used to putting his hand down. Now he's playing standing up. All this. If there's one guy who knew the scheme and was used to doing the stuff that Mike Nolan is asking these people, asking these guys to do, it's Alden Smith. And we saw it at the beginning, and then we saw the drop-off, you know, as the season has been going on. So as far as bringing in a new coordinator and finding out, you know, if Mike Nolan was the reason for him not being able to produce like, like we expected him to be able to do, I, I can't give that one to Alden Smith. I think we've seen what he, what he has left in the tank, and it's time to move on from it. All right. Um, boy, we, we just got some, some more uh, juicy details about the Cowboys in effort Hear what one mm. player has to say about the head coach having to address address the effort of the football team. We'll do that next on the Players' Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. To the Players' Lounge. All right, Six Decades of Dallas Cowboys football is the official book marking the team's 16th anniversary, featuring the never-before-seen uh, never photos, recaps, and results from every season dating back to 1960, as well as behind-the-scenes stories and the top 60 players in Cowboys history ranked. It is the perfect gift for every Cowboys fan. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or wherever books are sold. All right, correction here. Dead cap hit money on Tyron Smith. It is $8.8 million, okay? That's it for 2021, $8.8 million bucks. That's still a high number. It's not the 14 that I thought it was, but it is still $8 million bucks. But is, is, is that cash. saving you five? Is that saving you? So if you got to pay him 14 but you release them and only pay eight for the dead cap. You saving five though, right? All right. So let's say this. You you cut him. You tell me where you're going. If you don't have Smith at left tackle, you're gonna put draft. Collins over there. No, you you you're getting a high draft pick. <laughs> you got to get this offensive line right. Now, oh no, we gotta go defense with the no, draft. No, no, though. no, you gotta go address the defense, yeah. bro. You gotta address. You got to listen. Defense. I'm not. The D-line. Reason, the reason, okay, D line. The, 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 the reason. The reason. It's gotta be D line. The reason I'm not addressing. Listen, the, the best years of the Dallas Cowboys have been when, when the offensive line was top notch and and running and running the show, not the defense. You already got $100 million on one player on the defensive line. Get rid of Tyrus nope. Smith. You already got nope. LC out there coming back at nah. right tackle. Get your, Show nope. up your left tackle position and, and play the offensive nope. game that Mike McCarthy wants to play. Nope. Nah. Nope. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Listen, that. If I you, appreciate if you draft, it. No. If you draft a defensive lineman with the, with, the, with, the, with the fifth pick, you are making a mistake. I don't care what y'all say. That, is, that will be a total mistake. It ain't, ain't got to be on the D-line. <laughs> as long as it's on the defense. We need to spend at least... What six of the seven picks got to be on defense, man? This team, this defensive team was yeah. atrocious, and we got so many free agents. I mean, we got we got so, to address it. So, we, so, so when, so when are you addressing the uh, the, the left tackle? 
I told you, I said within my first four picks, but my first pick right now, and my probably my first, second, and third might even be right here on 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 defense. Danny, do you realize the Cowboys have given up more points than the New York Jets this year? I also realized yeah, who the defense coordinator Danny is. said that stat yesterday. Like, you know, I, listen, no I, listen but, I, but, but, but I know who the defensive coordinator is. These guys were not that These are the same dudes. These guys were not that bad last year. They came in here, changed the schemes, defense. and, and gave up everything. Yeah, I know no, I'm not. Listen. Defense. I know defense. I ain't hearing McCray say it's, it's, all on the, it's all on the coaches. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying, I'm saying that our offense, like taking care of our offensive line and Dak Prescott, who's coming off an injury, is more important than picking a defensive lineman at number five in the draft. That's what I'm saying. Mm, mm, I'll, mm. I'll, ta- I'll take my chances on Tyron Smith next year. And <laughs> playing I two will, games for fifteen million dollars. <laughs> crazy. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll take my chances on Tyron Smith coming back next year, Lel Collins coming back next year, and using a pick along the way for a tackle, like I said. But it's not going to be my first pick. My first pick and probably my second pick going straight to defense and probably defensive line. It'll be defensive line, defensive backfield, but I'm fixing this defense. This defense is bad. It has to be fixed. You Even also got to take hey, look, into I'll, account. I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nui. Go ahead. No, go ahead. My no, bad. No, no, I didn't no, mean to cut you. Right. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go oh. ahead. Go, go, go. Oh, all right. So I was about to say, you also got to take into the account with Tyron Smith. Those injuries in, the, in his past years, he, he ended up going throughout the season. Like, he didn't stop the season. He didn't rest. He didn't get surgery to fix it. He just thought, you know, after the season's done, we're going to take it. We're going to take a accountability for it or we're going to fix it after the season but this year i mean he, he exited early so he's had months and months off and he's going to have the whole offseason he might come back refreshed and ready to roll that's all i'm saying so he, church, I, I, I would rather put him at tackle than go ahead and draft one in the first this round is, when i know my defense this is this was yep. literally the most time Tyron smith has had off in his whole career this year <laughs> he came yeah, back so and saying, got hurt so now i'm talking about before the season before the season, they had no offseason. They had no OTAs. They had no real training camp. This is the most time that the dude has had off. And he, but he came had, he didn't back have surgery. He didn't have surgery he came to back, fix it or nothing. Church, he came back and had a new injury. <laughs> it was the back. Now it was the neck. What else are we waiting on? He's going to be right. He's going to be right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end it. Let, let's end this one here and move on to the next topic. I'm going to end it this way. Danny, uh, your mindset is not the mindset of the Jones family. So, so let's just end it right there. Uh, and let's move You're on. You're right, because I, I would have picked Justin Jefferson. You're right. They, they don't have my mindset. We would have had Justin Jefferson <laughs> on the squad going for 200 a game. Okay. That's good. That's, that's good to know. And I'm glad you guys have decided. Glad LSU's decided not to play in a bowl game this year, too. That's really, really, really kind of them. We're going um, to miss a lot more bowl games than that. Don't worry. John Machoda. <laughs> John Machota, the athletic who covers the Cowboys, does a fine job, tweeted this out 28 minutes ago. Let me read the tweet. Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith said it's, quote, unacceptable, end quote, that Mike McCarthy had to address the team today about their effort. Quote, we can all give more effort, and that goes for all the players, including myself and the same for the coaches. It's a big reason why we are where we are, end quote. Ooh, that's a lot to unpack Man. right there. Would you like to start first, uh, Danny McCray? 
I mean, listen, I don't have much to say about it. We addressed this when uh, Xavier Woods came out in the, in the media and said, you can't expect us to hustle for the entire game. You talk about the entire game? Jalen Smith should have addressed that then. They should have had somebody in the locker room say, hey, Xavier, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to go recant that statement and say, hey, I made a mistake, and I should be the first one out there hustling for every snap that I'm on, on the field. This is no surprise to me. I'm, I'm starting to wonder who, who Anonymous is. Jalen Smith coming out here talking about the, the means that they have inside the team means and stuff. Let, let, let's, get the, let's get this stuff figured out, bro. Some, some stuff is supposed to stay in-house. We know y'all ain't hustling. We watch the same film that y'all watching. It's week 12 now. It's a little bit too late to fix this, all right? We, we, we know y'all ain't hustling. Y'all ain't about to tur- turn the corner on us and get us drinking no Kool-Aid. So, I mean, mm. it, it is what it is. Look, it's just talk, talk, and more talk. I mean, that's all we've mm. seen from this Cowboys team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think it was like week three or week four after Cleveland came in there. You know, Demarcus Lawrence got on there talking about we're soft as you know what. And it's just all talk. We need to turn it around. We need to turn it around. And it's just nothing. All we hear is talk, but no results out there. And this is another reason why I think Jalen needs to exit. Because, I mean, he, he's supposed to be the leader of this team. <laughs> he's supposed to be the, the guy that's, you know, everybody, I'm taking accountability for everybody. This, this is my team. This is my defense. But you never hear in any of his post interviews or anything like that. He always says, we need to do this or we need to do that. It never starts with him. It's never like, oh, no, I need to take accountability for my play. I've been doing this or I've been doing that. It's never that. It's we, we, we. Or, but when it's something good. Now, when he's getting picks or when he's doing something good, yeah, you saw how I read the quarterback on that one. I had to float back and, you know, I had to get the interception on that one. I just don't think he's a great leader for this team. And, it, and his play has just not warranted what he's making off the field. Hey, Church, wh- wh- where, does, where does the lack of effort come in at? Like, how, how, how does that trickle into the locker room and, and, and just go through all 12 weeks of the season to where <laughs> you try to address it? You know, in the first couple of weeks and then you go, you know, you get in the media, and you say, all right, we're going to fix this. And then the next four weeks, you have the same issue. Then you go out there and get stopped again and you turn the film on and you say, look, guys, this is the same stuff we've been talking about since week two. We talked about it again in week six. We talked about it again in week eight. And now we're back here in week 12 talking about the same stuff. So are you like just throw your hands up in the air like, all right, y'all, if y'all ain't going to hustle, you know, I'm just getting rid of y'all at the end of the season. I understand where y'all at. Or is this something where you like, all right, listen, all right, now it's time to turn it on. Do, do we realize that we aren't hustling when we are out there on the field? <laughs> like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see what the mindset is because, like I said, when, when Mary Nelly was here, I'll shout out to him for it was accountability on if you were loafing and you were not hustling. And I want to know if these dudes are in there looking at that same type of sheet and seeing 20 and 30 lows out there on that sheet per game and being like, all right, I'm going to continue to do the same thing. Because if they are, they got no respect for anybody in that defensive room, players or coaches. It's no way. There's no way. Because you know how Marinelli had. He had the chart up there. And he had a chart where there's lows, there's big plays, there's big hits, there's taking a the ball away. And if you saw your name on that loaf chart, you were embarrassed because you know Marinelli, as soon as we got to that meeting, he was going to pull out that pointer and just circle. Man, church, you had about eight loafs this game. And it was embarrassing. You didn't want to go into that meeting room. You felt less than a man going in there getting pointed out for loafing. And they and they put it on blast. And it's just like there's just no accountability with this defense. You know, one day it's we got to work on hustling. We got to work on hustling. But then they do the hustle and then there's mental errors. And then when they there's no mental errors, there's no hustle. It's like they just can't get out of their own way. They just don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words about this defense. But <laughs> you're right, McCray. It's like they just don't have a respect for one another out there on the field. Like, ah, he'll make the play. I, that guy can do it. It's just I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. All right. Uh, let me give you a little bit more from Jalen. 
Smith, where he says, it's non-negotiable, your effort has to be there. And uh, he said, goals for players and coaches, it's a big reason why we are where we are. I had why do you keep talking about these coaches? Me, <laughs> I, I'm just, just, just saying, this is, this is, this is what it was. Um, uh, somebody in the building told me this season, he said, one problem is nobody mother Fs any of these players. And then I had another person tell me, who they don't work in the building, another person said, there's an entitlement factor that players have around the building. How do you feel about those two statements? That, that I was told. That. What are your feelings? I think it's 100% right. I think it is 100% okay. right. Not enough, not enough players are fearing the coaches or the repercussions of bad play out there. And they just think, hey, you know, I can play bad. I'll still be writing my check or I'll still be able to cash my check. It's just no accountability. And there's no fear of losing a job or getting mother or, like you said, getting MF'd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, yes, same here. But like I said, they, 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 the, the respect factor for the guy that you line it up next to and, and your coaches in the locker room, the organization to me is not there, especially when you have to address effort this many times in one season. After you turn on the tape and you hear all the commentators, all your family and friends, everybody that's in the organization saying, man, this team is not hustled. They're not out there giving 100 percent. You listen to this the entire season and you don't go out there and fix it. That is a big deal. I am wondering, though, why Jalen Smith continues to keep saying players and coaches address the people in your locker room stop talking about the coaching you're going to go out there and you're going to play what they call do the technique that they teach you to play what you can control yourself as a team and as an individual player is how much effort you give while you're out there in the game and on the field that's all you need to worry about leave them coaches alone this is a it just sends a bad signal i like i don't like okay. hearing that now, now danny let me ask this question here in the final two minutes that we have what does it say about what Mark, Mike McCarthy is doing as a head coach that these guys don't have the effort that you need, that they had two weeks off to get ready for a Baltimore and Baltimore runs for basically 300 yards and guys look so lost out there on the football field? That his, that his homeboy Mike Nolan don't know what he's doing. He, don't, he doesn't know how he's not leading correctly to get his information down from his mind into his uh, position coaches and down to his players. Some, somehow there's a disconnect from what he's seeing on the paper when he wants to put the uh, scheme in to how he's communicating it to his uh, secondary coaches and his linebacker coaches, D-line coaches, and how they're communicating to the players because it's getting lost in there. All right. All right. Uh, we did not get a chance to dive into Stephen Jones and his um, – position on Dak, Dak Prescott. Let's save that for tomorrow. We'll get into it tomorrow, and then also we can revisit more of this in terms of talking about the effort for the Cowboys. Because if I'm head coach Mike McCarthy, I'm worried. If I'm Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, I'm really worried because if guys are wearing this star and are walking out there and not giving their effort, that's a problem. Because the best teams in the league, this isn't an issue. And clearly it's an issue right now in that locker room. So we've got more to dive into. Um, it has been a fun time here in our SWBC um, virtual um, mortgage home studios here. So Danny McCray, Barry Church, two former Dallas Cowboys. Good stuff. Let's do it tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Chris Beam, our producer. Awesome job. As always, I'm Newey Scruggs signing off right here on the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!